Hey guys, Dr. Alison Bremner here with Cultivating Success. This podcast is geared towards new docs and students to help you guys be successful out of practice because I know that you get told a lot of ridiculous stuff. Today, I am super excited for this podcast. It's just me. It's a solo one. And um, I hope you like it because I am super fired up. Can I be honest with you? I have found that in the last month or two, I've been starting a lot of conversations like that. And if you've ever met me or you've been listening to this podcast, you realize that like I like the truth. I don't mind conflict. And if anything, I embrace conflict, especially if it's going to get a place to find a solution. So I would love to talk about you know, what's been happening with the podcast. Quite frankly, I have been lazy, super lazy. And I would say my quality of podcast has gone down. Let me tell you why. Well, so I have a new intern in the office and this is no way an excuse, but a lot of my energy has been going towards her, which is great because Lindsay has been doing phenomenal in the office. Um, she's only an intern and is just really helping our online presence and getting used to the office. So really appreciative of that. And what's been happening is as the podcast has gotten more, um, you know, more people listening to it, more people finding it, I have people reaching out to me that want to be guests, which man, if you've done a podcast and you're doing, you know, guest interviews, you understand that finding guests to be on your podcast is the hardest thing about doing a podcast. So I was like, yeah, man, this is great. I don't have to do anything. People reach out to me. They want to be on the podcast. I come invite them on. But what happens is that I'm not really, you know, figuring out what they're talking about. And so I'm just sort of like talking to them. And sometimes it's not the best information for you guys. The last podcast I did, I, I honestly just can't air it, not in good conscience, because it's just crap. And so I'm not, I've, I just don't want to give you guys crap. Um, so I'm going to be better. This is what I'm going to commit to about getting better guests to bring you real information that can help you. So, you know, I was kind of toying with it because I was like, man, I could just release this podcast and I would be done and I wouldn't have to do another one, but I just can't do that. So today we want to talk a little bit more about what I'm saying and what I'm hoping to bring to you. Now, some of the podcasts too, people come on and, you know, I do a little talk before I start the recording and sometimes I get into fights with my guests before we're even on because there's some things that I'm just like, you're not saying that on my podcast. And most of the stuff is poor money mindset, talking about, oh, well, if you're a chiropractor, you should basically charge nothing. It's all about service. And, you know, it's unethical to charge, you know, a lot of money for your services. And I'm like, dude, you can't say that. And so it's crazy because we'll get into a fight like for 20 minutes. And then I kind of go, all right, well, you know, like we don't have this podcast. And like, no, 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 let's just do it. And then as soon as the recording goes, they're like all of a sudden agreeing with me. And I think that's the weirdest thing. Um, I'm not going to say which guests they were. If you know me well, you could probably listen to the podcast and understand my, my, how my voice does this like kind of high. Oh, that's usually a, I don't agree with you, but I don't really want to get into an argument. So I think it's funny. Um, I love doing this pod, this podcast because I've been meeting a lot of people and been like really learning a lot of stuff. So, you know, the thing is I get a lot of really positive feedback from new grads and students. And that's great because that's this podcast is geared towards you. Most of the things that I hear over and over again is, man, no one talks about the stuff that you're talking about. Uh, I feel super lost. I'm about to graduate and have no idea what I'm doing. 
And all of a sudden I realize I've been lied to. And, you know, again, that's great because, well, not great that they're being lied to, but that's great that they like the stuff that I'm doing because um, I do feel like chiropractic students um, and new grads, they're, you know, being lied to, being taken advantage of. And, you know, I always talk about there's kind of two jobs that are really available. The one job is, you know, rack and crack them, work six days a week, get paid an okay salary and never have vacation or come into an office, uh, go get patients. Good luck. And, you know, obviously it's hard to make something from nothing, much easier to have some support. And, you know, I'm really an advocate for the kind of in-between, which is you have to go get your own patients, but the office is going to provide you with patients. All you really need to do with those patients is multiply them, get referrals, do a good job and make them like you. Um, But unfortunately, those are very far and few jobs in between. So guess who doesn't like my podcast? And I'm not, they don't go, oh, I don't like your podcast, but like, when I talk to them about the same kind of topics I talk about, they just, they disagree. They're like, no, you just, you know, all you need to do to be successful is you just got to be really passionate. You just got to love helping people. And that's true. Like you're not going to be able to make it in this business if you don't like helping people and you're not passionate about chiropractic, but that's not the only thing. In fact, you've got to understand that there's a lot more to being in business than just helping people. And that's service-based industry in general. I talk to a lot of service-based industry people, whether they're chiropractors or, you know, they're hairstylists or acupuncture, and they all have the same problem, which is they don't want to realize that they're in marketing and they're in sales. And that's the majority of their job. And they get to a point where they're like, I'm really good at this. I can just do this myself. And they realize they have no idea about business. So, you know, I just sort of get in these conflicts with these chiropractors who've been in practice for like 15 years or more. You know, they just kind of peddle the same bullshit that they've been peddling for like the past 40 years. And at this point, especially, um, man, you know, they've built a practice a, a while ago and they're kind of just running on referrals, which again is great. But they that same model is not if you are brand new into practice. And I was talking to Colby today. So if you don't know, you know, Colby left the office to go buy another practice and, you know, get that all going. And so she still calls me from time to time. And we sort of talk about what's going on because I bought a practice. So I understand what that's like. It's kind of scary. And there's a lot of negotiation and she's doing great. And she's done a really great job negotiating. But what's interesting is they're doing like an overlap with the doc that's there and she's an older doc. And when Colby's trying to get her to do some, like just a little bit of marketing, it's like, Hey, you know, this is Dr. Colby. She's taking over the office and I'm so happy. And like the doc, like cannot do it. Like she cannot do any of the things that you would need to do right away if you were in practice. So like if this person had to build her practice now, no way, can't do it. And that's the problem is these young docs are coming out with more loans, inflation's higher, interest rates are crazy. And they're telling you these old school marketing things that are just quite frankly, don't work anymore. And that just sort of makes me really mad. And what's really interesting is lately, um, I've tried to kind of get in a little more on some speaking circuits and trying to get into like more chiropractic, you know, groups, and I have pretty little success. It seems that they don't really want to hear the message that I have. And I just like don't really understand that. And like here, to be fair, I'm a new person coming into the circuit. Obviously, it's hard to break in, right? They want to give these speaking places to people who have already spoken. That makes sense, right? Because they're a vetted person. But what I don't understand is it's like they're just carbon copies of each other. It's just the same person. 
So like the women get up there and cry and say mommies and babies and the men get up there and they rant and rave on the stage, have no like linear point. They just like scream about the pharmaceutical industry is horrible and millions of people are dying and like all this stuff that we know that we like we've been talking about for a long time, but don't actually give you any sort of like takeaways to to improve your practice. Now, there obviously there's some people that are are doing that, but I'm saying the majority of times, like that's what I'm seeing. And I just it's weird to me that that's continuing the, the people that they pick to go on stage never have a new message. It's the same message. It's when I was a student, it's the same thing. And they're talking about the same thing now. And one of the reasons that I really wanted to help students and new grads is because when I was in school, I just did not identify with any female mentor or chiropractor. Now, look, I'm not saying that you it's bad to get into pediatrics and seeing mommies and babies. Like if that's your jam, awesome. Go for it. And you love the mentors that are in that. Great. You're probably not listening to my podcast, quite frankly, because there's every single female chiropractor is that. And it's just like when I was in a school, I would go to these seminars and these women would just like be bawling on stage. And I'm like, I don't, what are we supposed to be learning here? Like, I don't understand. And so I just personally did not identify with really any of that. And so all of my mentors in chiropractic school and early in chiropractic were all males. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that it has to be a female, but man, I would have really liked a female chiropractor that like I identified with and, you know, talked to me like a, an adult, you know, I just don't really understand why there's none of that. And so like, that's one of the big things for me that I really want to bring to the table is like, Hey, look, you can be a female chiropractor. You don't have to specialize in pediatrics. Like, in fact, I rarely see kids in my office. Now my new associate, she's going to probably see a bunch of kids. Why? Well, she's a mom and she wants to do that demographic. Again, nothing wrong with that. That's just not my jam. And again, you get shamed into like, you have to do that. You have to do this, which again, is just so crazy to me. But I really want you guys to understand that no matter who you are and what your demographic, who you want to see, it's okay. And it's totally fine. So, you know, I hope that there are some female chiropractors out there that like maybe don't relate to some of these female chiropractors that are talking the stage. Again, nothing wrong with that. I'm, I know that they inspire a lot of chiropractors and that's awesome. But, you know, just to have another kind of viewpoint, I hope that I'm helping you with that. And, you know, what's interesting is when I, so I have tried to like kind of break into these like female chiropractor groups and I'm just so freaking out of place on it. I, they like look at me like I'm an alien uh, or they just think I'm an asshole, which may be true. Um, so I just, I'm just so uncomfortable in those groups that I've sort of stopped doing that. So I had this realization kind of recently. So all these things, the reason I'm coming on this podcast today is I had this realization. So like I was upset with the way that the podcast was going because I feel like it was just really watered down and I, I know I could do better than that. I'm not being able to break into these, you know, chiropractic speaking engagements. I don't really fit with like a lot of female chiropractic groups. And so the realization that I had is that I am the heel. And if you don't know what the heel is, let me explain to you. So as you know, I, I always like to kind of introduce things that are, you know, something recently that I've learned, or I've watched, or it's kind of current and like fit it into what I'm talking about. So I'm a big sports documentary person. 
I recently watched this story on on Jake Paul. So I live under a rock. I have no idea who Jake Paul and Logan Paul are, but they were these YouTube sensation guys back before like YouTube was like kind of the first YouTubers that like started to get like millions and millions of followers. And, you know, him and his brother just did these ridiculous like YouTube videos and they got really famous. Jake Paul went on to like go into like a Disney spot. He was making millions of dollars and they're both kind of jerks and they just like, you know, they, it was like fluff. It was like for nothing. And eventually they came to a point where they became like the most hated people like in America. I don't know where I was. I don't remember any of this stuff, but this, you know, this storyline kind of talks about Jake Paul kind of going into a, a depression because at that point, like no advertisement would touch him because everyone hated him. So he sort of like sold his million dollar house. He moved to Puerto Rico and he kind of just like went into seclusion for a little bit. And he was trying to figure out like, you know, what was he good at? Like, what? how was he going to like turn his life around and make some money? Because all he did his whole life was make money basically on advertising and YouTube. So he tried to figure out what he was really good at. And what he figured out is he was really good at getting people to hate him. And he was really good at promoting things. His whole life, when he was younger, he was really into football. He did wrestling. And so he was a decently athletic guy. So he also really like followed fighting and like loved fighting. And he kind of found out that boxing for the past like 10 years has had a major decline. And basically boxing just refused to catch up to the times and they were just getting crushed by the UFC. And the reason why is because Dana White, he's a businessman, right? So he figured out like, how am I going to sell these fights? And so he got really good. You know, like if you can think of like Conor McGregor and Ronda Rousey, there are these stories that happen. And so people are really engaged in the fighting. Whereas boxing was just like, this guy's a boxer. He's fighting this other boxer. And people are kind of like, meh, I'm, I'm not really invested into it. So here comes Jake Paul. So he knew that um, in marketing, you needed a story. And so what he decided to do is he was going to sell the all-American boy fights against this asshole. And he is totally fine being the heel. So he makes his persona about like people absolutely hating him. And then he found this other YouTuber to fight. And this is before he like learned to try and fight. But he found this other YouTuber to fight. And the, the, sick, the, the ticket sales like skyrocketed. It outsold any regular boxing match because people wanted to tune in and see this because they built up this storyline. Jake Paul, like just being who he is, which is the heel. He's very, very easy to hate. And, you know, he goes and he gets in the ring, this guy. And I will say, if you have ever fought, if you've ever boxed in the ring or if you've ever done jujitsu, man, you got to have some balls to go in and fight another human being. It is not like anything else. Like I play a lot of sports and the, you know, you get some adrenaline before a game, but no adrenaline do you get before a fight. When I, when I first started getting into jujitsu and that's not striking, but you're still trying to like submit each other or like basically break someone's arm. The ref is there so that someone doesn't get seriously hurt or die. You're, you're fighting each other until that point. So I got to tell you, even though, you know, people talk a lot of shit about Jake Paul, he's not a real fighter. But like, man, if you get into a ring with another human being, you, you got to respect that. So anyways, here's the thing. It turns out that Jake Paul, he can take a punch. And not only can he take a punch, he can deliver a punch. And so he had this YouTube fight and he just knocked this guy out. And what was crazy is like, oh, he's fighting a YouTuber. No big deal. Like, what's the thing? Well, he starts training and then he starts calling out 
like retired UFC people. Now, to be fair, if you know fighting, a UFC fighter and a boxer are, are different, right? There's If there's only striking involved, of course, the UFC fighter is going to be at a disadvantage. You saw that when Conor McGregor fought uh, Mayweather. I mean, if you watch fighting, you saw that. Yeah, it's just, it's just a lot harder. It's not the same thing. But I got to tell you, he ended up just knocking professional fight like they do this for a living they and jake paul had been basically training for two years in boxing he was knocking these guys out and it was just crazy and so he he just kind of sold more and more and more fights because he actually kept winning and people were just like dude knock this guy out and here's the thing the old guard of boxing hated him they're just like he's ruining boxing he's like watering it down but guess who loved him the fighters you know why because he was saving boxing People were actually interested in boxing again. People were tuning into these pay-per-view fights. And a lot of times on a fight, you realize it's not just one fight. There's a card. So people were getting on these cards and getting exposure for the first time ever. There's a female fighter who had been fighting forever. She's like undefeated and was basically making minimum wage. Well, Jake Paul was like, nope, here, we're going to promote you. And now she's making millions of dollars because of his ability to promote a fight. So the thing is, you love him or hate him, you got to respect what he did for the industry. And that's the thing is a lot of times you need someone to be the heel to fix an industry. Because if you just keep doing the same thing over and over again, because that's just the way it's been done, your industry will start to decline. And you know, there's always a debate in chiropractic is like, are we seeing more of the population? Are we seeing less of the population? You know, the truth of the matter is we're probably seeing 10 to 15%. And yes, I would say in general, people, you you know, say chiropractic and they don't have as a reaction as maybe they had 30 years ago, but still in general, people think chiropractic is weird. Now, so it's interesting because I have been blessed. I say blessed with the ability of being the heel or not being liked. And, you know, Nora sometimes accuses me of like purposely trying to make people dislike me. I don't think that that's true. I, I'm not trying to make people dislike me, but I'm not afraid of saying things or doing things that people don't want to hear. Because at the end of the day, you know, when we have to get something done, when we need the job to be done, I don't mind being the heel. And that's the case in everything that I do. I coach my Australian rules football team and I have to be the bad guy because no one else is going to do it. And so what that means is I got to tell players like, hey, you're not playing in this game. Why? Because you're not good enough to play. And everyone's too afraid to do that. But I'm like, guys, if we're trying to be a winning team, I'm sorry, everyone doesn't get to play. I mean, there are time and places when we play a team that's not very good that you can play. But if we're going up against the very best team in the country, yeah, we're going to be putting our best people on there. Because another thing is, in footy, it's dangerous. It's a dangerous game. You can't just have someone out there that won't protect you. And in business, it's dangerous to continue to let our young docs just fall on their face because eventually what's going to happen to our industry is there's not going to be enough docs to replace, you know, the the people that have practices because these kids are just falling on their face. And I, and over and over again, probably every single month, it's another story of somebody who graduated, who just like thought they were the shit, could open their own practice, had no business or marketing skills. They get themselves even more in debt than they already are. And then they just can't do it. Why? Because they were told a lie in school, which is all you need to do is be a good adjuster. 
That's not true. You have to understand business and you should not open your own practice. You should not. Now, if you want to, fine. And you can probably bang your head against the wall for five years and figure it out. But that doesn't necessarily need to be the way that that happens. And, you know, everyone's at fault here. You know, the docs that have practices and they're not giving good positions and supporting their associates. And then students that come out of school think that they know everything because they went to like five seminars. Like that's also part of the problem. Like understand that, yes, you should be a good adjuster and yes, you should practice as much as possible, but you should also find some mentors that actually can, can show you and teach you, uh, how to do the business part. And I think that what really makes me mad, which I think the thing that makes me super angry is when I hear something being pushed in the name of being a good person. This obviously this happens in society, but like it really happens in chiropractic too. Just like, oh, you know, if you care about money, then you obviously are not of service and you're not serving chiropractic and you're not serving the higher purpose or whatever the hell that means. And that's just crazy because what that really is, that person has a poor money mindset and they are just passing that on to you. And the scary thing is, a lot of people who are actually in position of authority on chiropractic and like chiropractic, especially like a technique seminar, because a lot of times, you know, these chiros are like super good at technique and super good at like teaching you that. But the reality is they aren't very good at business. And so, you know, they're up there talking about, you know, maybe neurology or chiropractic. And it's like amazing, mind blowing. But then they don't really know about business and they kind of just like say something off the cuff like it's unethical to do care plans. And I'm like, dude, you think it's unethical to to do care plans. Like it's not unethical. Yes, you can do it unethically. You can do anything unethically, but because you have some sort of weird money mindset that you're passing it on to the chiropractic student. And then on top of that, you're passing on the money mindset that's terrible. And then you're trying to make them feel bad because they quote unquote are not a good person. That to me, man, there's nothing worse than that. That is awful. So I just, this is kind of the stuff that fires me up. So I appreciate you listening to this podcast today, but I just want to save you guys from those traps because the reality is you might have multiple mentors. So that person who just had that terrible mindset, they might be really good at technique and you should learn from that person. But understand that just because they're good at something doesn't mean they're good at everything. So you should make sure that you have mentors in place that are teaching you all aspects of business and chiropractic. And it might not be the same person. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I think that that would be a good thing because very few people are good at everything. I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that I am not good at. And I try to get help for that or at least outsource that because you just can't be. You just really can't be. And so, you know, I got to tell you, in most situations and solutions um, in industry, there has to be a heel or at least, you know, someone who understands that hurting people's feelings or making people upset, that's just the way it goes because sometimes you just have to do that to enable to get a solution. And the truth of the matter is if you're avoiding of doing something because you think you will quote unquote hurt someone's feelings, usually it's something that's going to be needed to be done. And like I said, I happen to be blessed is probably not the right word, but like, I don't mind that. You know, if I was on stage and there was a hundred people in the room and 99 of them just hated what I was saying, but there was one person that it changed their life or it changed their perspective on something, I would do that. 
I would rather do that than stand up there and a hundred people are like, oh, good job. I, you know, that was lovely. And nothing changed. It was the same bullshit that's been peddled over and over again. Because at the same, you know, how, who does that help? Who does that help when we go on stage and we just say the same thing over and over again? I would much rather piss some people off, but inspire some people at the same time. That to me, that is way more effective. And if you don't like what I have to say, I don't really care. And that's fine. That's your, I'm not even saying that I'm right and you're wrong. I'm just saying like, if you don't like what I'm saying, you have every right to, so don't listen to me. Don't care. Um, so here's the thing. Chiropractic does not have a passion problem. That's what they get on stage and say, well, if you're just more passionate, we would, you would solve this problem. That's not true. We have a marketing problem. And until the old guard of chiropractic admits that that's the problem, we will never see more than 10 to 15% of the population. It just will not happen. But here's the good news. Are you ready for some good news? You can decide yourself. You can decide yourself to be a student of marketing and sales, and you don't have to fall into the trap that I see most young chiros fall into. You know, and so it's, it's not rocket science. You can just start reading books. I have a lot of book recommendations. You can start listening to podcasts about marketing. And that can be, I would advise you not be chiropractic. I think it's better when you get a perspective of another industry because they won't sugarcoat it for you. But there's so many resources. You just have to understand that like you are in marketing and sales. And the more that you can just be like, okay, I'm in marketing and sales, you will get better at chiropractic. Why? Because you're not stressed the whole time. You know, it's a lot of time when people are like stressed about money or like feel weird about money. When you go to tell a patient, okay, you know, uh, initial exam that's 285. Yeah, we're not adjusting today. And you're just so confident in that. They're like, great, awesome. Here's my credit card. I can't wait to come back. But if you're like, oh, that's, uh, it's 280, uh, uh, we, uh, $2. You know, like they're like, why are you being weird? And then they just like feel weird about it. And because they can feel like you're weird about it. And then they don't want to come in for care. So you're actually doing them a disservice of not just being confident with, you know, whatever you decide is, the appropriate amount. But I got to tell you, undercharging people, that's only going to cause a headache for you. They will be a worse demographic. There will be more headaches and you're going to have more problems with people, the lower demographic that you see. So here's my book recommendation for you. If you're listening to this and you're like, hey, I want to make sure that when I get into practice, whether that's an associateship or whatever, that you are able to communicate a good story. Because like we said, that's how marketing um, really, you know, is done is a good story people can invest into. So Donald Miller, building a story brand, talks about how all good companies have a good story. And in chiropractic, we have a great story. So that's the thing. We have all the components to be super successful because the story is something that's super easy for people to relate to. You just got to stop being so freaking weird and stop shoving chiropractic down people's throats in a way that you would understand it, not in a way that they would understand it. So this book really kind of helps you craft that and figure out how you can talk about the chiropractic story, but to a normal person, not another chiropractor. All right, guys, I hope that you like this podcast and I'm here for you and I'm going to make sure that I produce better content because I've had a couple of podcasts that probably just weren't my best. And I really want to give you guys the best chance to be successful. So this is Cultivating Success, releasing podcasts for you, chiropractors, young docs, 
and students. And hopefully, you know, maybe you're you're in five years in practice. I think this still could help you. Let me know if you have any other questions. I'm always available. You can email me. You can DM me on Instagram um, or just find us wherever. That's it. See ya. (music) 